Hi, ladies. It's Nechama Seiderson, and we've actually made it to Vayechi, the last Parsha of Sefer Bracious. We're about to say Chazak, 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 Chazak this week. This is the Parsha where Yaakov dies. Yosef also dies at the end of the Parsha. Yaakov makes Yosef swear to him that he will bury him, not in Egypt, but in Artisral, and Yosef does swear to him that he will bury him in, in Artisral, and, and, um, and carries through on this promise. Um, Yaakov also benches all of his children and Menashe and Ephraim, his grandchildren, who become, um, it's like Yosef's Shevet gets split into two, Menashe and Ephraim. So there's actually, they become tw- number 12 and 13 of the Shvatim, of the tribes of Israel. Um, one of the things I like looking at is the way that Yaakov knew his children so, so well. Their negative side, if you will, the things that made them, that they had to kind of watch out for, but that those things were also where they could soar and how they can use those for good. Every child has a negative side, but those things if, can also be their strength. So I like I like thinking about that. Anyway, um, one of the things that Rashi comments on when it's describing Yaakov on his, his deathbed is that Yaakov, um, he actually wanted to reveal the end of days, Kate's the end, the end of days, meaning when Mashiach was going to come. But the Medrash says, the Shekhinah was removed, departed from him, and he lost that access to that information he didn't know. So Rabbi Fischl Schachter comments on this. He says, what's going on here? So first of all, we ter- interpret that as Kate's as the end of days, meaning Mashiach. He wanted to let them know when Mashiach was going to come. But it, was, it could be that it wasn't just that. Maybe in addition to that, Yaakov foresaw that the 400 years that Klai was destined to spend exiled in Egypt was actually going to be reduced 190 years, and they were only going to be there for a total of 210. And he wanted to let them know this, that that prophecy of 400 years is not going to actually be true. You'll only be there for 210, my children, and I want to tell you that. But the Shekhinah was, <clears throat> did not want him to know this, and so the Shekhinah left. Why? So Rabbi Shachter says that it was precisely the 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 fact that the Jews thought they were going to be in exile for 400 years, that that suffering was what gave them the merit to get out 190 years early. What does that mean? So just tonight, you know, I record these the night before. So just tonight when I was breaking my fast from Asar Batavis, the 10th of Tevis was today or yesterday by the time you're watching this video. And as I was breaking my fast, I commented to my family and I've We've all perhaps said this many times, that although fasting is not a fun thing to do, when you know that you have a hot meal waiting for you at the end of the day, it's really not the end of the the world to fast for a day. So imagine all those people in in war times or in times of crazy poverty or whatever, where they were fasting for a day and they literally did not know when their next bite of food was going to come. It's a whole different ballgame. And I would venture to say that the hardest part of any nisayon, any test and any difficulty and any challenge is not knowing when it's going to end. Would you agree with that? If a single person who really wants to get married would get a little note under, under her pillow that said, you will have to wait, uh, you know, one year or even, even 10 years or even more, but this is when it's going to happen, they would be able to live with a lot of menuchas nefesh and just tranquility. Okay, it's going to happen on this and this day, in this and this year. If a sick person, lo'aleinu, 
knew when their illness would be over, it's a lot easier to endure. But what we learned from here is that that pain of not knowing when it's going to end is actually working as a schus for us to get us out of the darkness earlier. That darkness is what brings about the light. And had Yaakov told Kleistral about when their gullus was going to end, when their exile was going to end, that it was actually going to end early. And this goes, this is, you know, true for exile of Mitzrayim and, and really for the exile we're still in. If we would know when Mashiach would come, imagine how different the pain would be. And perhaps we wouldn't even have enough merit to get out at that time. It is precisely this suffering of not knowing when this exile is going to end that is going to bring the light of Geula. And when Hashem brings us that Geula, he's, even if he brings it to us early because of all the suffering that we've endured, he's going to give it to us with the joy as if we had waited out the full amount that we were originally destined for. So for all people who are going through something difficult, and everybody is, right? In some form or another. Please know that Hashem is taking into account every ounce of the pain including the weight and not knowing when this is going to end. It's all going into a file. It's all being recorded. And Be'ezrus Hashem, with our tefillos, Hashem will take us out of the gullus, out of whatever pain we're in, very soon, sooner than we had thought. Have a beautiful Shabbos. Thanks for listening.